Hey, this is Dr. Rob. Welcome to Biblical Genetics. I'm coming today from Tifton, Georgia. I'm at the Georgia Agrarama. Just a little old-timey place where they brought a bunch of old buildings and put them up in a little farmy thing. You know, school kids can come. The uh, Georgia National Fairgrounds is not far away. This is South Georgia, so I am below the gnat line, and the gnats are already out trying to get in my eye and buzz in my ear. Um, yeah, we don't have gnats where I live up in Atlanta, but I am here. I am traveling home from Florida, and I want to stop and just give you a quick snapshot of a question that's been in my mind for a long time. And that is, why can't we trace our family trees back to Adam and Eve? That's a great question. Well, I thoroughly believe that Adam and Eve really are the ancestors of everyone who's ever lived and the only ancestors of everyone who's ever lived. There was no people outside the garden. And I would also include um, Neanderthals, uh, Denisovans, uh, Homo naledi, Homo floresiensis, anything in genus Homo, I'm gonna put as descendants of Adam and Eve. We are a big and diverse human family. And yet I'm a genealogist and I want to be able to trace my family tree back. And yet I'm a geneticist and I want to know where my DNA, how it goes back to Adam and Eve, how it goes back to Noah and his sons and, and uh, daughters-in-law and his wife on board the ark. I mean, why can't we do this? How come I don't have my family tree like that? I've been working on this for 30 years more than 30 years probably, I am an avid genealogist, and yet I am limited in how far I can go. So I'm gonna give you two big reasons why we can't trace our family trees back to Adam and Eve, even though they are the ancestors of everyone on earth, the only ancestors of everyone on earth. The first big reason is paperwork. As a genealogist, I struggle with paperwork. I've got one very important member of my family, she is a descendant of William Brewster, the, the preacher on board the Mayflower. I mean, I, I'm very proud of this heritage, but she was born in late 1700s and died pretty young. And so she was born too far after Plymouth was settled to be in the official record books of descendants of the Plymouth colony. And she was died too early in American history to have a good paper record. Back then, the censuses were just the name of the head of the family and check marks of how many people of each age group and what sex they were lived in the, in the home. And so there's no names there. And so it's a mystery. And so Fanny Brewster, or Francis Brewster, or Fanny Brewster, uh, Fanny Brewster Hurlbutt, actually, um, well, she's a mystery. And that's my link. That's my link to this very important piece of history. But I can't prove it. I know she's there. I mean, I've had my, my grandmother's handwritten records. And it goes all the way back to Fanny Brewster. And it's a note. She's a, one of the Mayflower Brewsters. But what paperwork is there? I don't know. It's, I've, I've looked and looked and looked. So I'm stuck. Other areas of being stuck. I've got probably five or six branches of my family who came to America uh, during or right after the Irish potato famine. But poor Irish Catholics who fled uh, Ireland with nothing but the rags on their backs, they didn't tend to bring records of their family with them. So I've got all these dead ends. I know they come from Ireland. And that's it. Even my Carter ancestor comes from Ireland. Oh, I suspect my Carter ancestor was um, actually English. And they settled in Northern Ireland during the Elizabethan plantation era. And they became Irish. They fought against Oliver Cromwell uh, a couple generations later. I mean, it's just, but I don't know. Carter's a mystery. It doesn't belong in Ireland. And yet I know my guy came from Ireland. My other, tree, my other uh, lineages, they go back to southern Norway. Okay, I can get to Norway and back a couple generations. I can get to northern Netherlands and back a few more generations. 
I can go back to England um, and go back a generation or two. But that's about it. Oh, in Germany. I know my people came from Germany. I know they're born in Germany. I know kind of what area or town they were born in. And that's it. So my paperwork, I'm stuck. I have some photographs, even photographs on metal, tin types that my grandmother left in a shoebox. And yet she never told anyone she had them and she didn't tell us who the people were. I figured out a couple, but his other ones, these are relatives of mine, I have no clue who they are. And so we're stuck. Genealogy, as far as paperwork, only gets you so far back. So that's the first big reasons why you can't go back to Adam and Eve. But there are some really long genealogies in the world. The longest one I'm aware of is the genealogy of the emperors of Japan. This is an amazing thing. The current emperor of Japan, his Y chromosome goes back 2,000 years in an unbroken line of male descent. Now, sometimes the emperor didn't have a son, but one of his nephews or second nephews or great-grandnephews or something, there's always the next emperor was a male descendant of a prior emperor. So there is a straight line of descent there on the male side. Female side, who knows? Oh, that brings up another question. DNA. So people turn to DNA, and I've done my DNA. I have my whole genome sequence. I've, I've done 23me.com, and the DNA of me, it, it fits my genealogy perfectly. I, I know exactly what countries my forebears come from. In fact, because I had my mother's and my father's both sequenced, I know that my father's Irish... DNA comes from Northern Ireland and my mother's Irish DNA comes from South and Western Ireland. So we have this partitioning. I, I know where I come from. But that doesn't tell me my ancestry. It only tells me immediately who I'm related to. And then it's all statistics. So yes, yeah, statistically, I have the genome of a Northern European. Statistically, I have bits and pieces of DNA that are typically found in Germany or Southern Norway or Ireland or the Northern Netherlands. But that doesn't build my family tree. So if I carry a piece of DNA, I don't know who I got it from, but that DNA is shared with millions of other people in the same region of the world. Okay, so I belong to that region, but that doesn't tell me my family tree. And that's one of the mysteries here of, of ancestry and tracing your, your family tree back. So yeah, we come back from Adam and Eve, but you can't get there using paperwork or DNA. You can only get there using models. And models are problematic because models depend upon your assumptions. They depend upon the parameters you put in. They depend upon the constraining factors or, or unknown things that you're making guesses at. And all models are like that. You cannot generate a true conclusion necessarily from a model. They can only give you ideas, help you explore new areas. They can point you in a direction, but you cannot know that a model is absolutely giving you the truth. And so we're stuck. Yes, we came from Adam and Eve, but no, I cannot prove that. The data are pointing that direction. The fact that there's very limited genetic diversity amongst humans, that points back to a very small founding population. It doesn't necessarily point to two, but it points to a small population. The fact that the common genetic diversity we see across the world can easily fit into Adam and Eve. That, that's nice, that's beautiful, it fits the picture lovely. The fact that we have a lot of really rare variations that we see amongst people all the world, that just tells us what the mutation rate is. The mutation rate is pretty high. It doesn't take long to develop all the mutations we see in the world, all the rare mutations. 
So the common ones probably all come from Adam and Eve, maybe a couple of them for early mutations. The rare ones, most of those come from new mutations, but some of the ones in Adam and Eve might have, have diminished in frequency and, and maybe even become lost. That's fine too. But we cannot prove it. And this is why origins is such a difficult topic. There's no proof. There's models, there's assumptions, there's ideas, but the idea that we started with Adam and Eve has held strong. Yes, there are a couple of things that are hard to explain, a couple of things that we might wrestle with, but most of the data fit beautifully in the picture. They just fall out naturally. Start with Adam and Eve, 15, 1600 years of human history, have a population bottleneck of the flood where the whole world population gets reduced to Noah and his three sons and daughters-in-law and Noah's wife, and then let the population expand again into the modern world population. And there you go. This means that even Neanderthals are descendants of Noah. They're not pre-flood people. They're post-flood people. They're our cousins. And all of a sudden, these weird things like my y, y chromosome, R1B, is really common in Northwest Ireland. Like 80% of Northwest men in Ireland or 80% or so of the men in Northwest Ireland carry my Y chromosome. It's really common in Northwestern Europe in general, but it's also found south of Lake Chad in the middle of Cameroon. And why, well, R1B is a pretty recent branch of the family tree. So I've got cousins with the darkest skin in the planet living south in Cameroon and I'm more closely related to them on my father's side than I am to other Irish men who might carry group I or J or one of the other groups on the family tree that you might more rarely but still find in Ireland today. So, Adam and Eve are real. We can explain the differences between the humans that we see. We can easily fit the genetic diversity into Adam and Eve. Noah's flood is not a problem. And yet, at the same time, we cannot prove our ancestry going back. There are some people who might have a claim, uh, the Jewish people. There are people that um, have um, what's called the Cohen modal haplotype. It's very common in men with last names of Cohen and Khan. They claim to be descendants of Kohath, the son of Aaron, the high priest. Therefore, the Kohenim are the priests. They are the Levitical priesthood of, of Israel. Except you can't know that that's true because the Jewish population has gone through some pretty dramatic reductions in population size over time. I mean, you had World War II, you had the, um, under the Romans and all of the, the, the warfare in the Maccabean period, um, you had the Babylonian destruction, you had the Assyrian destruction. Uh, they have periodically gone, gotten extremely small population size and then the population grew again. So if you had an episode of infidelity or rape or an adoption or someone maybe lying about his status for prestige, that family, that Y chromosome, that aberrant thing that shouldn't be there, because in small populations you have pretty extreme fluctuations in, in allele frequency. If one, of that, if one man who had the wrong Y chromosome happened to have a lot of children and three or four others didn't, well, that Y chromosome could become the dominant one. So the Cohen modal haplotype might not be Shem. It probably is, but it might not be, and we can't know. So even the Jews don't have a claim. But then we have um, this really interesting book called After the Flood by Bill Cooper. I have read this book many times. I've passed this book around. I've given it away as presents. 
We used to sell it at CMI and I used to talk about it. We sold lots of copies, except over time, I started becoming a little more skeptical about the data. So yeah, multiple ancient lineages in Europe, different Saxon groups and things like that, trace their family trees back to a man named Japheth or Shafe. That really does sound like Japheth. I mean, it really does sound like Japheth, except the different family trees differ from one another. And some of them have less generations, some have more generations. You can't actually trust the data. They might be pointing at something that's true, but you can't know if those names in between are accurate. They don't go back to Adam and Eve necessarily. They just in like pointing in that direction. He said that the Queen of England, recently deceased, uh, used to have a, a family tree on the wall of her family going all the way back to Adam and Eve through these pagan uh, lineages. Except they don't do that anymore. They replace that family tree with one that just goes back to an, an early medieval um, a Saxon warlord. I don't remember who exactly it was. I should remember. I just forget at the moment. But so the, the British family, the British, what do they call them? The monarchy, the, the royal family, the British royal family has jettisoned the biblical history and the biblical evidence behind it. But there's two reasons for that. One, they probably don't believe the Bible so much, even though Queen Elizabeth really did seem to be a strong believer. But um, the data is not, or are not, I'm sorry, data is plural. The data are not such that we can take them at face value. In the world of genealogy, you need two data points for each fact. You want to say this ancestor was born in some year, you need two pieces of paper that say that. You want to say that this ancestor had a child named this, you need two pieces of paper to say that. One piece of paper is not good enough. And even that, in the scientific world, that's not acceptable in the scientific world, but the world of genealogy is a little looser than the world of science. You want to prove a scientific fact, you need more than two little obscure references. And so, go, circling back again, we're limited in what we can know. Yes, Adam and Eve are the ancestors of everybody. Genealogy doesn't get us there and genetics doesn't get us there. It's all model building, but the models are strongly supportive of the biblical picture. That's all I wanted to say. Take that home. I hope you enjoy that. Thank you all for your support. We're going to finish driving home, try to get through Atlanta before rush hour, and I got to get out here because the storm's brewing up right now. You might have noticed my hair blowing around, but you know, you didn't come here for my perfectly coiffed hair because if you're here for my looks, then you're in the wrong place. No, I'm here because I have a story, because I love talking, and I love encouraging people. The Bible can be trusted. If you'd like to support biblical genetics, there'll be some links in the show notes. Have an awesome day.